What is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to the Mitch Davis Show, Wednesday, August 25th. And if you're keeping track at home, this is the third podcast here on Wednesday, August 25th. You know what that means, folks? It is college football season. We're less than four days away from kicking off the 2021 college football season. we got a big-time matchup in the Big Ten to get excited about the upcoming season with Nebraska playing Illinois, Scott Frost versus Brett Bielema there in Champaign, Illinois. I'm your host, Mitch Davis, founder of the MitchDavisShow.com, podcast host of the Mitch Davis Show. You can follow me on Twitter, MitchDavis underscore eight, actually Instagram at the Mitch Davis Show. Facebook, you can find the Facebook page. Don't have access to it, but you can find the Facebook page by simply typing in The Mitch Davis Show as well. On this podcast, going to be joined by a good friend of mine, a mentor, a role model, a guy that I look up to, a guy that's a regular on the podcast, Mr. Brent Beard, college ball analyst for First Coast News, Heisman Trophy voter, co-host of the College Sports Today on Sports Radio 930 there in Jacksonville, Florida. Very exciting interview as always when Brent Beard joins the show. You know that we're about to kick off a brand new season of college football. This time I would like to welcome my good friend Brent Beard to the Mitch Davis Show podcast back on the podcast for his fourth or fifth time on the show. Thank you so much for listening to the Mitch Davis Show. I look forward to seeing you all out there out on the road this season and enjoy this interview with Brent Beard. I am joined now by a good friend of mine and a mentor, Mr. Brent Beard, college football analyst for First Coast News, Heisman voter, co-host of College Sports Today on Sports Radio 930 there in Jacksonville, Florida. Mr. Brent, how are you doing today? Well, Mitch, I'm doing well. It's great to uh, be back uh, on with you as we look ahead, and man, it's almost here, is it not? We have, uh, there is there is nothing as uh, I would say prolonged as the off season for college football. Now, admittedly, with uh, the uh, name, image, and likeness, with the transfer portal, and with uh, the expansion of the playoffs and also uh, the expansion now of the SEC. I, I think it has been a shorter uh, summer, or shorter, so it seems that we thought it would be. I had the opportunity of being in SEC media days, just always have loved that event. Uh, and so, uh, and, that, and that even seems that was like it was six months ago now. So, Mitch, I think we're all ready to go, aren't we? Let's just jump right into this. College football playoff expansion, we're not even going to talk about that because that's still a long way off. But I do want to talk about the expansion of the Southeastern Conference. A lot of reports are coming out now that Oklahoma and Texas will become members of the SEC as early as next year. What are you thinking in long term? What are the the long-term effects of this on the conference? I would agree that I, I think it happens sooner than later. Uh, now, I'm, I'm aware, uh, certainly, that there would be uh, uh, your proverbial exit fee, but that can be negotiated down. And remember, when uh, Missouri and Texas A&M came into the league, uh, they were invited in 2011 
and they were playing in 2012. So uh, I think probably either next year or in 2023 that will get going. Now, again, we don't know uh, are we going to have a pod system or are we going to have uh, divisions. We don't, we're not quite sure how this is going to work uh, as of yet, but it's going to be very fascinating to uh, see how that does. Uh, and, and Mitch, frankly, I, I just don't see uh, the uh, Texas and Oklahoma even wanted to stay in the uh, uh, the Big 12 uh, until the contract runs out uh, in the middle of the decade. I'd be very surprised with that. So I think they're able to get on with it uh, very quickly, and it will be fascinating to see them in the league. What are your thoughts on the alliance talk now, I guess is what you call it, between the ACC, the Big Ten, and the Pac-12 that was announced today, first reported by Nicole Arback there at The Athletic. What are your thoughts on that coalition, and how will that have an effect on the SEC, if at all if, if, if at all possible? I think it may be negligible right now. Uh, I mean, I understand the, the Big Ten, the Pac-12, and the ACC wanting to do something uh, to keep their teams from being poached. Uh, but for the moment, uh, I think it's more theory than it is uh, anything else. Uh, the Pac-12 has even talked about, uh, do they expand a little more? And I'm not sure who that would be uh, right now. Uh, and again, for expansion, um, Mitch, it's not just uh, adding a few teams, but you add teams now for value and brand. So for instance, uh, anybody who gets Oklahoma, Texas, that would be more than enough value and brand, would it not? Uh, so uh, the, uh, but there's still talk that the Pac-12 may do so. Uh, but I think it, it, it's more than just scheduling. And look, who wouldn't want to see Clemson and Southern Cal uh, or uh, Ohio State uh, in Oregon. Uh, I mean, those would certainly be uh, attractive games. Um, I think part of this, too, uh, is the fact that uh, it, there is a concern about how much influence ESPN has over college football. And there is some thought that uh, if they are able to uh, delay the expansion of the playoffs, uh, that uh, it, it would go past the date of the contract for ESPN, which again is the middle of the decade. Um, so uh, to get Fox and some other uh, entities involved uh, with this too. But the thing that I, I really uh, am, was glad to hear is they are in favor of expanding the playoffs. We, we've got to do that. that that's going to be essential. Uh, but in my, that, that could be delayed, and I hope it's not delayed very much beyond the probable two years that we thought it would start. <laughs> and look, here's the other reality for the uh, the Pac-12. Uh, Mitch, they've got to expand the playoffs uh, <clears throat> to 12 because, frankly, that's the only way that the Pac-12 is going to be able to get in, basically. Yeah. I know, I know Washington's been in a little bit, and 
uh, Oregon probably is a class of that conference right now. Uh, I mean, if we had Pete Carroll's USC team um, instead of Clay Helton's USC team, that might be a bit different, although I'll give Clay a lot of credit. So, uh, look, for, for, for right now, uh, I, I think they're able to try to figure some of this out. Uh, and, again, academics, because you've got presidents and chancellors involved in this, uh, is important. But, again, uh, the uh, from what they are talking about, you don't look very much for expansion from uh, the ACC uh, in the Big Ten uh, at this point, particularly for the ACC, because they've got the rights that, he, that goes until, like, uh, 2036. So a lot of this would still still be determined. Uh, certainly made a lot of uh, of noise with folks, but uh, they uh, are trying to form this alliance. I think to keep uh, the SEC somewhat at bay, uh, and also uh, to go beyond the ESPN influence in as far as this way over the postseason too. Now, jumping over to the to the action on the field, let's just talk about the SEC East first. How do you see the East shaping out? Can anybody catch Georgia? And what about Kentucky and Mark Stoops? I think that they're probably the most underrated right now in the SEC East. Does Mark Stoops and the Wildcats have a chance to make it to Atlanta? I don't know if they can make it to Atlanta. I will say this. I've seen a lot of people who really like them. Um, now, I know uh, Cole Kubelik, for one, had uh, Georgia 1 and Kentucky 2 and Florida 3 uh, living in Jacksonville. That went over like a, a lead balloon, as you can imagine. Uh, but at the uh, same time, uh, I think this Kentucky team could be very good. Will Levis, uh, the transfer of Penn State, is going to be your uh, quarterback. Uh, now, Liam Cohen comes in, uh, and he pretty well immediately uh, named Will Levis just a few days after fall practice began. Joy Gatewood, uh, who is from Jacksonville, by the way, has transferred to UCF with Gus Malzahn, who was his previous coach uh, when he was at Auburn. Uh, But there's some real weapons on this team. I mean, Chris Rodriguez is one of the better running backs in the league. Uh, also, um, uh, the, the smoke kid at running back, I think, is very good. Uh, also, uh, but again, um, so much of this goes down to, uh, uh, I think, quarterback play. When Kentucky's been very good uh, over the last few years, uh, they have had really good quarterback play, and that's going to be huge for them because of that they really haven't had that right now. Crucial games early for Kentucky. Mitch, this is going under the radar, has it not? You've got this Kentucky-Missouri game on September the 11th. That That is a huge uh, divisional game for uh, both of those clubs. So, But still, uh, as you mentioned, uh, I still think the East is Georgia's to lose. Uh, Zamir White, James Cook at running back. We know what JT Daniels can do very concerned right now about their wide receiver uh, situation. Uh, Adonai Mitchell, uh, Kyrus Jackson, uh, Marcus Rosemary Jackson, all those guys have got to get healthy uh, 
Uh, I know Darnell Washington, the tight end, is out for a bit right now, too. So is Tanky Smith in the secondary. George has done a good job with the secondary, kind of cleaning that situation up, uh, making some important transfer uh, changes. I think that's going to be a real help for them. Uh, but again, Clemson waits very quickly, and they're not going to wait for Georgia to get healthy either. So uh, this, this East is going to be very fascinating. I think Georgia's first. I think Florida will be second. Uh, how good is Emory Jones going to be? I think Florida's restocked uh, their uh, defense, which they really desperately needed to do. Daquan Newkirk coming in from Auburn. It was um, Antonio Shelton. He has changed his last name to Valentino. Uh, Zachary Carter, too. Brenton Cox. So I think that's a much more formidable defensive line for the Gators than what we thought it would be. But Mitch, that uh, that upper echelon of the SEC East is going to be a lot of fun to watch, is it not? I think it will be. And switching gears to close out this thing, over to the SEC West. Obviously, Alabama's going to be there. Alabama's always there. But what do you think about that middle of from second to fourth to fifth? With When you have Texas A&M, Ole Miss, you've even got uh, LSU, who's supposed to be really good this year, and Arkansas, who could surprise people, so can Mississippi State. What do you expect to see out of this SEC West? And are you buying stock in a team like Ole Miss or Texas A&M this year? as far as Ole Miss. Uh, now, here's the thing. Ole Miss is still going to have to outscore a lot of opponents. Now, with Matt Corral at quarterback and Jerron Ely at running back, uh, that can certainly happen. Uh, Ole Miss's situation is, is how much uh, will their defense be improved uh, as compared to what they were last year. I, I am a real believer in LSU, as a matter of fact, it would not surprise me at all if LSU ends up uh, being second to Alabama. Uh, and now Max Johnson cannot get hurt. That, that will be a problem. Obviously, Miles Brennan uh, is injured and out for the year. Really unfortunate freak injury for him. You know they're going to have running backs. Uh, John Emery, um, Tyron Davis-Price uh, among those. Uh, Kayshawn Boutte. Uh, but see what makes LSU so dangerous uh, is most of that offensive line comes back even after losing Darren Rosenthal uh, to Kentucky. The, 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 the defensive line is one of the best in the league uh, with Glenn Logan uh, in, in that group. So I, I think LSU could be extremely good watch that UCLA game early on. Uh, but everybody loves A&M to maybe either win the West uh, or uh, to to really give Alabama a lot of trouble. Uh, at this point, we don't know uh, as far as A&M who the quarterback is going to be. But uh, if, if you ask uh, some of the A&M beat writers like I did at SEC Media Days, their quarterback away, I mean, either Haynes King or Zach Calzada, uh, but Isaiah Spiller, Anaya Smith, uh, Jalen Weidemeyer are incredible. They've got to rebuild some white on the offensive line. Defensive line with DeMar, DeMarvin Leal is as good as anybody. So I, I think right now you've got Bama, LSU, and A&M. Uh, but that, that, that could easily be switched around as the year goes along. 
He is Brent Beard. Tell them how they can follow you on Twitter and find all of your amazing work. And I know that you're going to be back on the podcast as the season progresses. I appreciate that, Mitch. At Brent Beard, B-E-A-I-R-D. We have all the vowels. <laughs> uh, certainly First Coast News here in Jacksonville. Uh, and uh, I do a, uh, a podcast from time to time with Kerry Norvell. Uh, and uh, he does Facebook Live is really what it is. Uh, and, and that's going real well. He's doing a lot with Coach Steve Spurrier. So Mitch is looking forward to the season and looking forward to to uh, the times when we can uh, uh, share the mic together and uh, as we get going this season. Let's do it. Look forward to having you. Uh, you stay safe out there and look forward to seeing you this season. Absolutely, brother. Take care. Thank you. You have been listening to the Mitch Davis Show. I've been your host, Mitch Davis, founder of the MitchDavisShow.com. Podcast host of the Mitch Davis Show. You can follow me on Twitter, MitchDavis underscore eight. Instagram at the Mitch Davis Show. And wherever you like to listen to your podcast by simply typing in The Mitch Davis Show. A very special thank you to Brent Beard for coming on the podcast today to talk all things Southeastern Conference football. Folks, it is here. We are 10 days away from the kickoff of the 2021 SEC football season. And we're four days away from kicking off the 2021 college football season with week zero matchups like Illinois and Nebraska, it's hard not to get excited for this season and all the upcoming hopes and dreams that every fan base has across the country. Thank you for listening to the Mitch Davis Show. Have a great Wednesday afternoon and enjoy this college football.